You're listening to the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast. Welcome to the Fantasy Wildcard. I'm your host, Kev. You can follow me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Goat. With me tonight, as always, is my co-host, Ali, who you can follow on Twitter at FF Dynasty Grill. Good evening, Ali. Good evening, Kev. How are we doing? I'm doing very good, thank you. How are you tonight? Yeah, not too bad. I'm actually feeling a bit under the weather, which is strange. I seem to be doing that a lot recently. Obviously, got over the the, co- the dreaded COVID. Um but my my girlfriend, she's not been feeling very well, and I think she's passed something on to me. So, oh my God. not feeling good about that. But I'm feeling really good about uh, fantasy football is going really well, um, and and the Buccaneers not too too bad either. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice one. And you mentioned uh, that you've had the COVID there, and that just uh, it brings us on nicely to Matt, who's not here tonight. Matt's unfortunately got COVID. So, first of all, I just want to say get well soon to Matt um yeah open he's better in the next few days i've actually got a semi-final with him next week so i'm sure if he does manage to uh, grab a victory and that he'll be uh, fit and well back next week um, I mean... so yeah just i'm sure that'll be the perfect remedy for him to to bounce back from the covid but he's also um we have to give him a shout out for getting to the final of the ffcc and progressing mm-hmm. in the warrior ball as well so he's having a Apart from the health, he's he's having a cracking he week. He can't even go out and celebrate, poor guy. I know. <laughs> Bless him. Um, so, yeah, on today's show, we'll be recapping week 14 of the NFL season. We'll be highlighting some of the key players and talking points from this week's action and analysing it from a dynasty perspective. So we'll kick off with you first, Ali. Which guy would you like to discuss today? Yeah, I'm going to go runner back this week. A uh, guy that shares a, a good surname with with myself, <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, it's Dalvin Cook. Um, and Dalvin Cook owners, it was a it was a horrible situation going into the the Minnesota game. Um, I mean, the dislocated shoulder. He seemed to come back really quickly. I think the timeline was two to three weeks. I think he only missed one game. Um, but he was yeah. he was back, and um, well, I, d- I didn't see certainly didn't see the the result coming. Um, I was a bit worried. There was a lot of analysts worried that a big hit might, you know, jar that shoulder, yeah. put him out for the game. But, but yeah, just fantastic in the end. He, he got on pretty damn well. Um, it just, again, underlines the NFL this year, not making a lot of sense. But, but yeah, season high, 205 rushing yards. Um, only one yard short of his career best to think that he dislocated his shoulder last week. It was strapped up. Amazing. His plan with them torn pecs it's just ridiculous yeah rb1 on the week unbelievably um and yeah just i know a few people actually did sit in because they worried about the injury um but yeah <laughs> yeah unlucky uh but yeah especially this time of the season as well just the final game before the playoffs that's got to be you know even more of a of an ouch um it could possibly cost them their their fancy playoffs but but it's not been all rosy for dalvin cook this season I'll be 13 so far on the year, which is which is really disappointing given that his finishes at last two seasons of RB2 and RB6. Um, and it's it's not for a drop of opportunities either. He's still averaging up at the 75% snap percentage. And Alexander Madison is is hardly been a factor when when Cook has been healthy. Um disappointed for me because I do own him in a few places. But um so yeah, it's just been a it's been a bit of a mixture of a few factors, really. And the Minnesota offense is 
is passing more. They're averaging 37 attempts per game up from 32.3 in 2020. And that's one reason why Kirk Cousins is up to QB8 now, um, most underrated in the in the NFL. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's no surprise with them, elite pass catching weapons. Obviously, Adam Thielen's gone out now, so maybe they'll they'll turn back to the run a bit more. Um, but the rushing attempts are slightly down on last year. They're at 27 and they were at 29 last season. Uh, so, but all in all, I'm not concerned about Cook for, for Dynasty for me. Um, firstly, obviously, he owns a good surname. And <laughs> I also think going forward, he does come at a massively, he will come at a massively discounted price this offseason. Um, and for someone with his production who's still locked into a contract for at least two more seasons, I'm personally going to take that risk on. Um, and at the minute, for my current dynasty teams, I've only got one share, unfortunately. But I certainly am interested in seeing if there's any any discounts come sort of rookie draft season. Um, and then also in any startups. Uh, I say every year I'm not going to join any more startups, but I always always cave in and, and join <laughs> startups. So uh, <laughs> I'll be excited to join a couple more next season. Um, and I just think you'd be a tremendous value um, for those players that actually want to win championships rather than just draft a, a sexy young team. Um, I think Delvin Cook's going to go at a really discounted rate, and you'll be happy to to take him in sort of the the later rounds as opposed to the you know the one two rounds. You're looking at possibly round three or even later. So, yeah. my question to you, Kev, is: Have you got much exposure to Dalvin Cook on your dynasty teams? Um, and where do you think you'll possibly be drafted in dynasty startups next season? Yeah, I think first of all, it's great to finally talk about your brother Ali. Um, I can't really <laughs> talk about my namesake because he's not an all pro. <laughs> Um, bit of a bust if I'm being honest but yeah, uh, in terms of Cook and my exposure, I've got him in one league uh, which is a league where I'm heading to a week 15 by, so I've got to get that in nice and early that I'm uh, nice. actually made the playoffs in one league well, hey. um, but yeah, the, the only share I got was a trade I made this season mid-season, um, I think both Cook and Alvin Kamara will both be 27, will be values mm-hmm. in startups, and I do think in some leagues the same can be said about McCaffrey and Barkley I do think it is hard to predict dynasty startups this far out, but I wouldn't be shocked if Cook's going as a running back 9 to 12 range. And I imagine in startups, he'll be sort of in that third round range, maybe fourth round in some leagues. I think there's going to be a huge run on QBs. Uh, the young running backs uh, get, they get plenty of hype, so they'll be up there and also the stud wide receivers. I think also the, there'll be plenty of hero running back builds after all the interest to running backs this of uh, this season where I think 20 out of the top 24 have all uh, been injured at certain points, which is crazy. Uh, and I do think Cook is he's still an ideal guy to pair with a QB wide receiver if, in your first three rounds if you want to sort of spread your risk. The only issue with Cook is is the injuries, the fact he's never played more than 14 games in a season. And with that, with that in mind, I just want to ask you, how hard would you be prioritising his uh, handcuff, Alexander Madison, in startups if he did go for Dalvin Cook early? It certainly makes sense if he managed to drop to a certain position in the draft. Um, I know last season, I think he was he was taken a bit earlier than what I would anticipate him him being uh, or him going. So you'd like to get him as as a good backup. He's is one of the best backup running backs in the league. Him and sort of Tony Pollard. But um, I don't prioritize it too much. If he falls to me and I've got Cook, then so be it. But he's going to be a handcuff and no more really when. When Dalvin Cook's in the game, he's sort of averaging teen figures of snap percentage. So he's yeah. he's not having any effect. But obviously when he does come in, we've seen that he can put up 
he could put up them big games. Um, how about yourself, Kev? Are you interested in taking Madison? I think I'm more interested after this season just because before this year, Madison, he was, when he filled in for Cook, it was kind of hit and miss. I know he'd, he'd burned owners previously. Um, but this season, when he stepped in, he's, he's performed just like Dalvin Cook, maybe a little, maybe 90% of Dalvin Cook. But um, I think it's been really encouraging from that point of view. And you know that Cook is going to uh, miss miss games. And I do actually think handcuffing in Dallas is not a terrible idea, especially on the, the high-end running backs. It, there's nothing worse than you getting an injury to one of your star men and then someone else is benefiting. I know it's mm. lowering your, your ceiling as such, but your, your bench should be full of um, sort of guys that can step in and contribute anyway. So, yeah, I, I, at the very top, I'd be looking to, to handcuff, but I wouldn't be taking him around really or anything. It's just if it, mm. it fell to the right place, because it's, it's not a split backfield when Cook's healthy. It's, it's Darwin Cook's backfield. Yeah. So we're going to move on to a guy in a, in a backfield that it started off as a split backfield, but it's actually become a workhorse backfield. And that's James Connor. Um, James Connor was a late substitution on the show sheet tonight. <laughs> I was initially going to talk about Josh Jacobs. So apologies to uh, the vast amount of Josh Jacobs fans out there. <laughs> um, I felt like it was time to discuss James Connor yet again. He had a, an awesome week running back to this week overall. Uh, another two touchdown game on a whopping 31 rush yards and his fifth double touchdown game of the year. 661 yards on the year and 14 touchdowns. That stat line just makes me angry, to be wow. honest. Um, plus his effort last night, it actually cost me a bye in uh, one one league with the playoffs. So um, not not huge on Connor. He, I faded him before the year. Uh, he's been living off touchdowns up until the Chase Edmonds injury, but since then, He's actually picked up the passwork and become the true workhorse back that he flashed in Pittsburgh. Um, he's been averaging 25.64 fantasy points without Edmonds, which it is the running back one overall pace over these five games, which I know it's a small sample, but it's still uh, an eye-popping number. And, and Edmonds, he's eligible back in, uh, he was eligible this week, but definitely in the next two weeks he can be activated. Now, Connor's always been a talented guy, but he's also been injury-prone like Dalvin Cook. He's only played uh, 14 game maximum in any season. And I do think it has been the perfect storm for him. He's played the Kenyan Drake role and he's smashed it. He's now the running back six on the year. He's crushed ADP. And owners believe that they've unearthed the league winner in Connor. He has only got one year left. Uh, well, it's his <laughs> one year left. He it, 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 it was a free agent before the season. He's going to be a free agent after the season as well. So... Just want to know, do you see Connor as the 1A back in this offence beyond this season? And is he a league winner this year? Uh, just yeah, to answer that simply, I think <laughs> yes. And yes, I do. I think a lot of people that maybe took him have got a bit lucky with, with his production. Um, that Them stats are ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I, how can you not love a runner back at the end of the day who scored in seven consecutive games? Um, and then if you're asking wow. me, who is more likely to be re-signed out of these two? I'm um, definitely saying James Connor's more likely right now. Uh, while yeah. Edmonds has now missed more or less five whole games this season, uh, James Connor, the supposed injury play running back, has been available every single week for the Cardinals. They must be del delighted with him. Um, so I think they're able to bring him back on a on a relatively cheap deal, uh, a bit of a discount. I think they're obviously a contending team. They will be for the next two or three years. I can't see him being paid big elsewhere, um, so it's, it's an easy one for me. I think he probably wants to end up back there. I think he could be their workhorse running back. Um, 
but yeah, I just think the chance. To, I think also if you want to try and trade for James Conner right now, I think that that chance is is vanishing pretty fast. The last two weeks is the running back one, and the last four weeks is the running back five. So uh, everybody knows he's is likely to be or help you win a championship. Um, so I think you'll be overpaying him right now. But at the end of the day, if with his great schedule coming up as well to finish the season, there's there's no such thing as an overpay if he helps you win a championship. So um, yeah, I think he's a good he's a good back for the for the Colts on a really high offense, have high powerful offense. Um, he's going to get plenty of chances as he is now. Uh, so, so yeah, Kev, do you think he's going to be back on the Cardinals next year? Um, and what do you think his trade value is right now? Yeah, I think you you bang on with what you said. I think he he will be back with the Cardinals. Um, he only signed a sort of a minimal deal to sign with them this offseason. There was a lot, a lot of interest. I suspect he would have a, a better market this offseason, but I mean. There's not many starting jobs or jobs where you're going to get a majority share. The Cardinals are a team that are contending. Um, I don't imagine Connor's a greedy type of guy with everything that's gone on in his personal life. I don't think he's in it for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he'll be back. In, in terms of his trade value, I have seen leagues where he's gone for a first on a first plus. Personally, I don't think you should be paying that for a James Connor type guy that it's potential that when Edmonds comes back that it does become a split backfield again and without the pass work it's a touchdown dependent guy it's it's similar to guys like a Nick Chubb which mm-hmm. I've never been sort of a someone to chase touchdown dependent guys obviously I've got Derek Henry on one roster but he's a little bit of an outlier so yeah I, I think trade value he is going for a late first. Contenders are going for him, which I think short term, I wouldn't personally do it. I'd take him for a second, but mm-hmm. there's no way you're going to get him for a second, I don't think. <laughs> quick, A quick question. Who would you rather? Because I see him as similar to a Lenny Fournette yeah. on a cheap cheap deal with a contender. Um, who would you rather out of them two right now in, in Dynasty? Yeah, it, it's an easy one for me. It's Leonard Fournette. Um just because that backfield with Ronald Jones, Gio Bernard, they've they've all been healthy all season and it's been Leonard Fournette. Yeah. I think with Connor, he did flash a little bit at the start of the season when it was a split backfield. He had a couple of games where he'd grab a touchdown or two. But it's only really since Edmonds has gone that he's gone on this absolute tear. Would I be shocked if he carried on to the end of the season? No, but I do think there's probably more of a chance that it is a split backfield than people actually think. I think people are just assuming that Connor's going to be on the, the bell count till the end of the year, which I unfortunately don't. And it's funny, actually, I'm in this league where Connor, he, he cost me a buy, and the guy uh, actually traded for Connor and Fournette about two weeks ago. He had a couple hmm. of running back injuries. I think it was Henry and CMC. Patched it wow. up really nicely, and he actually got James Connor for two thirds, which. Wow. As a contender in that league, I just thought, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that. <laughs> That's insane. I think I think he does benefit from the offense, though. Obviously, one of the best offenses in the league. Um, yeah. So he's always going to get that goal and opportunities. Yeah, that, that was definitely James Connor trade envy that when, when I saw that go down. And it happens when. When you see trades in your leagues and you think, oh my God, that's making him a lot stronger or making her a lot stronger, mm-hmm. um, you, you just <laughs> just shake your head. <laughs> you wish you jumped in there before, offered a oh. second. 
Exactly, exactly <laughs> indeed. So we're going to move on to our next guy now. I know we mentioned about trade envy. This is maybe a guy that it's not giving you trade envy if you see this guy getting traded this season based on what he's done. <laughs> it's not, no. There's a quarterback that I own quite a lot of as well. And we're going from two great fantasy performances in Cook and Connor to another disappointed one for this guy. It's Dak Prescott. Um, in an absolutely smash matchup against Washington, he would give it up the most points to the quarterback position. He failed big time. Again, uh, putrid 11.94 for, uh, fantasy points. Good for quarterback 21 on the week. Um, he's, he's, he is, and he's, he's killing fantasy owners who are, who are trying to make the playoffs, uh, me included. Um, and it, it's a bit of a difficult one to put your finger on, to be honest. Um, I still have to believe that injuries suffered last season are having a bit of an effect on him still. Um, plus, that Dallas defense has been absolutely transformed in just one season. Rewind back to last year, and they were a bit hopeless. You could throw on them, you could run on them. They're bottom 10 in nearly all the categories. Fast forward this season, they're top 10 in nearly all of them. So it's been incredible. Obviously, got a couple of really good rookies in there. Um, but it's a little bit like Patrick Mahomes right now with the Chiefs. Is It's just not having to throw 400 yards a game to to win games he's not also he's also not playing from behind their defense has stepped up big time yeah uh, and that's my concern this season just heading into the playoffs he's my second most owned quarterback um and he's generally has a has a lower ceiling this season and he's also got a much lower floor with some of his showings his his rushing ability has been almost non-existent he's averaging just 8.8 .8 yards a game which is ranked 21st in the nfl and if you think that 44-year-old Tom Brady is uh, good for 5.2 rushing yards a game. He's not far <laughs> behind him. Um, and just, just shows you how little he's even attempting to take off and run. He's, he's got just one rushing touchdown, um, which is one behind Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> and then even with his, his full arsenal weapons, uh, he's just becoming hard to trust in fantasy. Uh, but he's just someone that I, I find so hard to drop from my lineup for, for someone that I've picked up or for someone else yeah. uh he's i drafted him as a potential quarterback one overall drafted him early um and he's certainly one of my biggest disappointments in the entire nfl season um but long term i think i'm still all in on Dak. i think i have to be just i'm just retracting some expectations but he's still in that tier with, for me with justin herbert just behind the the top guys for me anyway so i throw a question back to you kev um he's currently the quarterback 12 in dynasty this season sorry would you have any concerns if you're a contender and you were relying on Dak this year? Um, and is he still in your top couple of tiers at the quarterback position for Dynasty? Yeah, I've got pretty big concerns over Dak, if I'm being honest. Um, I own him in three leagues. And in those leagues, I've missed the playoffs in every league. So mm -hmm. it's mainly due to, to the way Dak's performed. Adding that he plays for the Cowboys, me being an Eagles fan. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can see how this is going. And also, it's the second year running that Dallas have actually knocked me out of uh, last man standing or survivor pools where you're picking a team to win each week. So, yeah, absolutely detest the Cowboys. Um, Fantasy-wise, he's been a big miss for me. Um, I had him QB4 this offseason. I had him in that top tier with the other guys, and he's been way off. Like you mentioned, the Cowboys, D stepped up in a major way. Hmm. Um, the Konami rush game, it's not happened and it's, it is going to be due to the injury. But yeah, half his game's under 20 fantasy points, which is sort of the mark you want to hit to, especially a guy who's taken that early. I think Dak on a contender, it, it's just really hard to be feeling comfortable despite having some good matchups coming up. 
I think there's moves to potentially trade to the next guy I'm going to talk about and get a bit extra on top. Mm-hmm. Um, spoiler alert, but yeah, I think in terms of tiers, apart from the ones he's caused me, I'm definitely dropping him down a bit. I think basically him and Joe Burrow are very similar guys that you want them to have that little bit more rush upside, but they're both coming off injuries, so um, it's pretty tough. And they've got the great weapons, but they're not not really needing them. I do think Dak is a better player than Joe Burrow, but obviously Joe Burrow's maybe a couple of months younger than Dak. Um, that's a joke, by the way. Um, and yeah, it's, it's that Dak Prescott is, is really let you down. He's, he's let me down in those three leagues. Um, and but actually, just below him in sort of the consensus rankings is Dak, and then there's the three rookies: Trevor Lawrence, there's Fields, and Lance. Uh, when you look at the rankings of Keith J. Cut, so I just want to know, like in your eyes, in a rebuild, you've got the choice of Dak or any of those three rookies. Would you rather have? someone like Dak in a rebuild that you know has got that ceiling or would you prefer to take a punt on youth and give you that bigger window I guess well you're asking one one of the biggest Trey Lance fans so <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's it would be close I've, I've got Dak ranked ahead of Trey Lance in in Dynasty just because we've not really seen enough of Trey Lance but I think you could probably get Trey Lance plus quite a bit for Dak right now which would be in very interesting in a in a rebuild um, I'd love to take a, ch- a shot on Trey Lance. Um, I'm still high on Justin Fields. I think he's got a fantastic future. He showed his his rushing ability this week. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence as well. Well, once once they sack all the <laughs> the head coaches, um, it's just it's just a mess um, for the Jacksonville. But but yeah, it's very close actually. I didn't think he'd be anywhere near those guys. But um, but right now, you have to say with his disappointing showing. Um, he is. What about you, Kev? Would you be jumping off Dak for one of those guys in a rebuild? It's an interesting one because we've seen Dak up there. We know he's got it in his locker. It's the, I think it's a question of if you think he ever gets back to being a Konami QB with that rush upside. Yeah. And it's hard to say he will. Um, you know he's going to lose one weapon this off-season, whether that be Cooper or Gallup. So, yeah, I, I do slightly lean taking one of the rookies. And to be honest, I'd probably take Trevor Lawrence just because I bet there'll be some leagues where he's actually viewed as the lowest out of him, mm-hmm. Lance and Fields, just with yeah. everything that's happening with the Jags. But I still believe in Lawrence. He was QB1 for a reason, but he'd be the guy I'm most interested in. Um, I know you mentioned Tom Brady then. I've just got a quick, quick uh, side question. It's not mm-hmm. really dynasty related but obviously you're a Bucks fan are the Cowboys no. the biggest danger to the Bucks? do you know what um, in the NFC yeah uh, certainly I I was going to tweet out but I thought I'm not going to do it because of uh, <laughs> Dallas generally get a lot of hate on Twitter anyway but I just have a feeling I was I was driving to work this morning and I had a vision that the Bucks play Dallas in the champion NFC championship game yeah. um and and yeah it, honestly that first game of the season i just thought it's going to be a repeat of that mm. it was a classic game it was a brilliant game and we just scraped by and uh i mean the cowboys are, are an even better team now so uh, it's, it would be scary and you might you might be right um especially if if aaron rogers is, if this injury takes effect on him if he drops a level and he's not carrying the team on his shoulders um i think he's 
yeah, that's it's a very good question, and I hate to say it, especially for your Eagles, but um, <laughs> I know you'd hate to see the Cowboys get to Awful, the, the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's written in the stars. It's going to be Brady against Belichick in the Super Bowl, isn't it? I mean, it's been talked up. Fingers the, crossed. The referees are helping it happen. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, I think you might be right. Yeah, you just got to follow the money in Vegas, and it'll lead you to the the right place. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll move on to the next game. You actually teed it up really nicely for me then. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and that's the guy I'm going to discuss now. Big performance this week in the win over the Bears. QB3 on the week, 28.64 fantasy points, and it moves up to QB6 on the year. And he's also QB6 in fantasy points per game, uh, despite missing that um, KC game due to the the COVID issues he had. Um, but, yeah, again, he's he's doing it with Devontae Adams and a load of bum-wide receivers. Uh, Again, he's on course for another top 10 QB finish. Basically, every year he plays a full slate, he finishes top 10. I just think that's outstanding consistency uh, in this Konami uh, QB era where he's not bringing you loads on the ground. He's just so efficient through the air. Um, 27 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's not had eight interceptions in a season in the last decade. And in my opinion, probably not going to like this, Ali, but I think he's the most talented QB pre-Mahomes. Um He'd probably have 10 rings on his fingers if he had, um, if he was on the Tom Brady led teams. His hands would look like um, the Olympic logo. But yeah, just uh, I think it seems certain this offseason he leaves Green Bay. It's going to be crazy offseason for QBs. Uh, Rogers likely on the move, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson potentially. So it could be crazy. It could be a brilliant offseason to, to watch. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of interest in. Uh, Rogers is a future Hall of Famer. The most heavily linked have been Pittsburgh and Denver. And in my eyes, both have got way better weapons than Green Bay overall. I'm confident that if Rogers or when Rogers moves away, it's going to be similar to the Tom Brady renaissance he's had with your books. I can see him moving from that mid to low QB1 to that mid to high QB1 range. And that also, you've got to bear in mind this year, if, if Tom Brady can be the QB1, why can't Aaron Rodgers be the QB1 as well? Um, and you'd think that the market would see this, but actually Aaron Rodgers is quarterback 16 on keep trade cut, which equates to a high 21 first. That doesn't feel right to me, but you never know. And you've got to remember on the last show, we spoke about early on in the 2022 rookie drafts to be prioritising veteran QBs over the 101 because there's no QB coming out of this year that's going to scrape anything close to Aaron Rodgers in our eyes. So... Just want to know your thoughts on a scale of one to ten. How aggressively you'd be looking to pursue Rogers in Dynasty with the likelihood of an improved situation on his new team? First of all, how about Rogers to the Eagles? No interest. <laughs> um, I don't think he'd want to come to a team that's in such a deep rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> just thought it'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, just you mentioned about the Rogers and, and Brady thing, but. I have to say, Aaron Rodgers was one of the quarterbacks that just got me to love the NFL, just the way he plays the game. He was just, he's an absolute genius. Um, and, and as you mentioned, Mahomes is the only other guy that I can call an absolute genius. Um, so, yeah, but, and then, but to the game this week, firstly, what was Robert Quinn thinking doing that belt celebration? It's um, terrible. It's like, it's like in the Tampa game when they were like against the um, the Bills, where they, they give him a bit of a, Give him a few uh, cheap shots and it just fired him up. You saw on that um, scramble he did and his his signature two foot lunge at the end. It was 
just don't <laughs> wind up the greats because um, you don't want to take them to that next level. You don't, you don't. It was it was bizarre. And after that point, you just knew it was all over. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a great question. And it's honestly something that I've been thinking about for my dynasty teams. I've, I do own Rodgers in a few places, just under 19% of my leagues already. Um, only Tom Brady and Trey Lance of my most owned quarterbacks. You won't be surprised to hear. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> True. But there's there's certainly room for me to target him even more. Um, and I think now is the time. Um, but I, I do think there's a few possibilities if you are attempting to try and acquire Rodgers right now. I think owners of Rodgers are either no, getting nervous for his age and his future. Um, I do think there's a tiny percentage, maybe 5% chance that if he wins a Super Bowl this year in Green Bay, he just hangs off his cleats and say, I'm done. Maybe, what, yeah. championship. What, what else have I got to prove? So there, I think there's a small percentage chance that happens. And then there's the owners that they're riding high with him right now. They're not going to give you any sort of discount. Um, but, but I certainly think now is the time to risk it and make the move, certainly before the off-season, before he gets linked with any any teams. I think if there's any sort of links with the likes of Denver, with all their weapons, then I think there's just no chance of getting a deal. Um, I think that's the team that I personally want to see him on, uh, much like when Peyton Manning went there and absolutely smashed <laughs> yeah. the league with his 55-touchdown season. I can see Rodgers doing the exactly same thing, so... I say my my aggressiveness level is a six point five. Um, certainly interesting, and I will be I will be speaking to some owners. Um, but how about you, Kev? Are you interested in trying to trying to get Rogers this off season? Yeah, I probably put myself at an eight point two five, Hallie. Um, <laughs> like the usage of your decimals there. Um, yeah, I'm really interested, but it's there's going to be a few situations I think where it would make sense where the owners would want to trade. I think it'd have to be a non-playoff team, first mm -hmm. of all. Um, it'd have to be someone in a pretty deep rebuild, I think, which having Rodgers on your team, I, I can't see there being many sort of 2-12 and 12 Aaron Rodgers teams. But, yeah, it'd have to fall into that category to, to, to do a deal. As well, I think you've probably got a window... You probably had a window in, in the past couple of weeks. Maybe the bye week was the time to buy him. Um, for them, that was the other week. Anything before March is is you've got a chance. But I think when you get into March and the the new league seasons opening up, yeah, the potential of a trade. Yeah, the, the savvy owners should have. Well, the savvy owners know now, but the I guess the more casual owners should get an inkling that he is going to move to potentially a team with better weapons. Obviously, Devontae Adams, there's not many wide receivers better than him, but overall, like like you mentioned, Denver, you'd have Sutton, Judy, Patrick, you've got two tight ends. Uh, I'm not going to mention the running backs, but... Oh, go on. It, it's uh, uh, Melvin Gordon, yeah, he's a good running back, he's Melgo. Um, he used to be but... fair. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be very interested going after him. It's just trying to find that right deal. You might have to look through your leagues and you never know. I play in that many. I might be able to find uh, find a, a league where it fits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, yeah. So the, I think the time is now. If if you get a team that maybe just missed the playoffs, there could be some teams with who had maybe Rogers and another disappointing quarterback, maybe Dak. Dak. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you might just want to throw a load of draft picks at them and just you never know. They might be getting hooked up on rookie hype as it as it starts to 
starts to get in motion. I know there's a lot of the top guys now who are declaring for the draft. So um, then, then rookie picks are getting more expensive. So who knows? Just throw a boatload and you, you might land him. Yeah, if there's anybody listening to this that's in the uh, wildcard league, uh, the green dinosaur, uh, you'll, you'll know what that means. Um, me, me and Matt have actually got a team with Rogers and Dak. So <laughs> don't bother coming to me and trying to trade for him. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you, yeah. Did miss, you did miss the playoffs. <laughs> oh, we did. We did. <laughs> We did. We've had a stinker in. We, we started the two dynasty leagues, the the wild card ones, and we've we've not done very well. I can't quite think of the common denominator, whether it's me or Matt. We'll just have to uh, <laughs> see how that one goes. I think. But yeah, we'll move on to the next guy. It's, it's your final pick of tonight, Ali. Um, a wide receiver that's quite a polarizing guy. Actually, he, he's had his highs and lows. So, who would you like to discuss? Yeah, I'll just start by saying I also missed the playoffs in that league, so I'm not <laughs> bragging or anything about it. I've had a shocker as well. Um, but yeah, analysts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I want to talk about Brandon Ayuk, and finally, nice. I mean, I was banging the drum for Ayuk all off season, and just for him to be fantasy relevant again. Well, sort of. I think it it does bring me a bit of joy um, from his horrific start to the season. It's just been yeah. it's been it's been night and day. Yeah, he averaged just two point six targets for his first six games while he was he was in Shanahan's doghouse. Um, but he's he's now back and he's averaging seven targets since then. So he's back to being flexible. Um, and although he's still not still not back to his late season rookie form, which was which was fantastic, um, you can still start him. And he's been he's been really useful the past couple of weeks. He's wide receiver twelve over the past four weeks. Uh, so. I'm certainly much happier as a Brandon Ike owner. I, mean, I know a lot of people are on Twitter. And personally, I'm still going to be bullish on Ike come come the off-season. Um, yeah. Obviously, you've got Debo Samuel, who's been the fantasy star of this team in 2021. But you may as well mark him down as a runner back right now. He's been, he's been targeted just seven times over the past three games as Debo. And adding to the fact that he's rushed 22 times in that span. Um, I know uh, Mitchell's been having his injury problems, but... But Debo's been been carrying carrying the load at running back, um, so Ayuk is the the clear wide receiver at least. Although Kittle, Kittle is the the overall target guy in the yeah. team. I mean, twenty seven targets the past two weeks alone is just it's in elite territory. So Kittle is the guy, but this this offense I expect to eventually take a step forward once superstar Trey Lance takes the reins. Um, <laughs> Jimmy G's doing a good chance of game managing uh, the team into the to the playoffs um so you know well done him but he's never going to win a super bowl on that team so um hopefully Cole Shanahan <laughs> sees that I'm making a bold claim um and yeah Trey Lance I'm hoping is the start of next season uh and then just looking back at Brandon Ike's 2021 ADP of wide receiver 21 I think in hindsight that was probably a bit too high um but I think it will fall back to the mid sort of wide receiver three price come the off season. And I think at that price, it will be really interesting for me. Um, my initial worry for Jimmy G to support three fantasy assets, I said it wasn't going to be done, but that's been extinguished. And it's just with the way that the three have been used this season with Debo being, being used as a running back a lot of the time. And so, yeah, at least at the start of the season, I was absolutely hating on Kyle Shanahan, but maybe not quite as much right now. So <laughs> my question to you, Kev, is, is Brandon Ayuk a target for you in Dynasty? 
Or are you going to treat him similarly to to Kittlin in that you would look to possibly sell when Trey Lance becomes a stand quarterback? Yeah, I mean, first of all, before we get on to just a little bit on Trey Lance, I think from a real life perspective, with the 49ers essentially spending three firsts on Trey Lance. Yeah. Um I mean you can let you can let him have one season where he's on the bench, build him up for next year, a little bit like Mahomes behind a veteran yeah. starter who's who's competent from a real life point of view. If he's sitting all next season as well, I think it's just an absolute terrible choice by Shanahan and the 49ers. It's it's a win now team potentially. Um I just think burning first round picks it to for a guy to sit on your bench, you could be using that to give yourself a proper shot at the at the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. It's it's a team that wasn't far away a couple of years back. So yeah, just what are you doing? Like basically spending free first on Trey Lance and if he doesn't play until next season, fair enough. If he sits in next season, I just think that's that's like Urban Meyer level uh, incompetence in, in my yeah. eyes. But we're not here to talk about Kyle Shanahan. Uh, we're here to talk about Brandon Ayuk. So initially, I was going to say he's not a target for me in Dynasty. But I think it does all depend on its price. Just because, like you alluded to, I think when Lance does become the starting QB, you're going to see everybody's value shoot up. Um, so, yeah, it depends for me on Ayuk, what price you're paying for him. Um, I think, he, like you said, he had a solid rookie season. He had a really strange off-season where... Sort of fell into the the doghouse as you said, uh, but Ayuki actually shined without Kittle and Debo, so I am wary. Similar to the reason that I'm pretty wary on Jalen Waddle as well, where the the shone as rookies, but there was no real competition for Ayuk, and there's been a, barely any competition for Waddle as well. Um, yeah, I think Kittle's got to move up, Debo's got to move up in my rankings. Moving Ayuk up as well, it's it, it just seems like. A little bit too much to move everybody up. I think I do think Jimmy G is a better short-term fit for the, the the San Francisco wide receivers and tight end. But Lance has got that enticing passing ceiling. So I guess if you're sort of aiming for two or three years away, Ayuk's a great great buy. I think in that respect, I play on shorter windows. But yeah, I think once Trey Lance hits the lineup, the hype's going to be unreal. For especially when there's Guys like you and T Strack pumping him up at every opportunity. Oh, yes. <laughs> so with that in mind, are you selling Ayuk and what, what sort of deal would you sell him for if you if you are? Um well like you alluded to, Kev, it's all it all comes down to the price. Um if he does see a spike in value, then I would be interested in moving him on. I'm all about trying to sell people at the peak cost or the peak value, sorry, and then buying at the lowest cost. So if his value is going to spike to a point where I can trade for someone that's having a disappointing season, like a Chase Claypool or Oof. or uh, <laughs> maybe a hint for someone coming up, but or some just someone like a, a, a Juju um, plus, or or even if I can reach for someone like a, a Calvin Ridley and put something on top, or a um, AJ Brown, or just someone that that's having a disappointing year where you're going to get. A bit of a discount on what their value should be. Um, if you can just bridge that gap with, with a, I don't know what sort of pick you'd you'd have, but um, that's the sort of move I'd look to make. Um, try and target someone who's having a disappointing season, who I believe is going to have a bounce back. That's 
possibly not Alan Robinson, not quite that low, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the sort of guy that I would look to target. What about you, Kev? Would you be looking to sell Brandon Ayuk on that value spike? Yeah, I mean, I don't own him anywhere, to be honest. I, I took other guys um, in, in that class. There's a lot of wide receivers that were really talented. So I don't own him anywhere. But if I did, I'd probably just hold him for now. And yeah. just looked, I'd probably look to move off him when Trey Lance hits the lineup if I'm on a, a contending team. If I'm on a rebuild, I am happy to hold a little, little bit and sort of see where that Trey Lance hype goes. I think wide receivers... They, they are tradable, they're, they're acquirable as well. So uh, there's always market for wide receivers because there's usually teams with four, five, six wide receiver spots that need help on a regular basis. So, yeah, we'll move on to the last guy who I'm going to discuss. And, Ali, you teed it up perfectly. You give a little hint to the, to the listeners. Uh, and it's a guy that, like Ayuki, he had a solid rookie season, then he's had a bit of a an interesting off-season as well. So, uh, yeah, Chase Claypool... Thought we'd finish the show with a bang. Um, Friday was a fun day on Twitter after his antics on Thursday Night Football, <laughs> celebrating that first down with less than a minute left. The videos, the memes, uh, they were legendary. Uh, such a bonehead move. Uh, kind of like I alluded to last week, we mentioned Claypool being having a strange off-season with the moaning about after the Browns' loss and uh, getting into fights, etc. Um, now, I was actually... a Big fan of Claypool after his rookie season. He shone in a lot of categories, air yards, red zone usage. He had some rushing upside, um, double-digit touchdowns. Now, our good friend Rich at FF Miz one actually said he said this, but I said this. Um, I said that Claypool <laughs> had a DK Metcalf-type ceiling. So I think that both big dudes both can potentially have similar usage. Um, will he get there? Probably not. DK's been as high as like wide receiver two, three overall in some parts. But yeah, I think the big reason for Claypool underperforming this season is the touchdowns. He had 11 as a rookie. He's only got one this season. But yeah, I'm happy to scoop up Claypool at a discount. I think he's uber talented. He's a diverse weapon. The, the touchdowns are going to come back eventually. And obviously the big one is the QB change. Roethlisberger has not been the best fit for him. He's been pretty trash near the bottom of the league in most categories now claypool's currently the wide receiver 29 on keep trade cut which is the price of an early um sort of a mid to late 20 21 first sorry he was actually the wide receiver 20 in august so he has dropped nearly 10 spots i think when you come in to make a trade for claypool offering a late first you've got to compare would you like him over Debbie guys like David Bell, Drake London, which mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll hear more about as we get into the offseason. I think it is a very solid wide receiver class, but Claypool has flashed. He was a top 24 wide receiver as a rookie. And basically, at that price, if you are making that rookie pick, you're hoping for a wide receiver too. Claypool's already been that. He's already hit. So on that basis, Claypool is a value in my eyes. But actually, I'm targeting all the Steelers wide receivers or what I should call them, Pittsburgh Steels wide receivers. So <laughs> with that in mind, who do you think is the best value to go after in Dynasty? Is it Deontay at wide receiver 13, Claypool at wide receiver 29, or Juju at wide receiver 38? It's a great question. And I, I did love finishing on this bit of a funny aside that he was an absolute <laughs> joke of a player this, this week. 
if if I was a Steelers fan, I'd be absolutely livid with Claypool right now. He certainly cost them an, possibly another shot at the end zone. Um, and honestly, I think it's been getting too close to TikTok star Juju, and it's been it's been rubbing <laughs> off. The two are absolute muppets in my in my mind. Um, I've got just just the one share in Dynasty, which is actually in our wild card league on my pretty tanking team right now. And he's <laughs> he's been a real big disappointment for me this season. Um, but I have to hold him. His value is not worth trading away right now. And I have to expect that the, the situation with the quarterback is going to be vastly improved in 2022. Um, so, yeah, it's a question that I don't really want to answer because I want my answer to be Deontay Johnson. I absolutely love Deontay Johnson. And yeah. although I do still think there is value in wide receiver 13, um, I have to say that Juju's going to be my answer at wide receiver 38. He's my least favourite of the three. Um, yeah. But that value, I think, is just... It's just tremendous. He's still only 25 years old. He's already got three top 20 finishers. Um, so I think he can easily smash that ADP if he if he lands on the right team. Um, I think if you invest in him right now, I think his value is going to be much greater this time next season. Yeah. Um, but then I thought about it a bit more, and I think that there's value in all three of these at that price. Claypool at wide receiver 29 is extremely enticing. He said he's finished already at wide receiver 24, so that's that's dropped back. Um, he's still got his amazing skill set, yeah, his ability. He had that awesome rookie season. So I, I, I think they're all buy candidates. So let's just go mad. Let's try and buy all three of them. Um, <laughs> I, I, in dynasty, I just love that uncertainty of. I think it presents a, a huge buy low opportunity, taking on that risk of of the unknown of next season. Um, and I have to believe that quarterback play will will improve along with Juju finding a new home. Um, and then if if the Steelers land a competent quarterback. Then you have to believe that it's it's an entice, and you have to believe it's an enticing landed spot for free agent quarterbacks too, with the yeah. history of the Steelers and just the arsenal of weapons that they have. Um, so all three of them are great buy candidates. And who's your preferred preferred guy at that cost? Is it is it Claypool at wide receiver twenty nine? Well, it's interesting. Like us in that league, um, I don't know if you remember, but you actually sniped me and Matt on Claypool. We had him ready to go. <laughs> he was one pick yeah. before us and. Did take Claypool uh, that spot, and we might have actually taken Juju the pick after. I think. Did, yeah. So obviously we've got Juju, you've got Claypool. Maybe we can do a deal there if you if you know what I mean. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we might we might have to add a little bit to it, but if you add yeah. Aaron Rodgers, I might be interested. <laughs> <laughs> now I think to answer the question, it's it's Juju for me as well. I think they're all they're all values that are probably mm-hmm. higher in my rankings and at consensus but yeah juju he's the one for me it's going to be a struggle to get him i think i think mm. your savvy owners have, have wised up to it but yeah i think if, if you can somehow get him for a deal not involving a first you yeah. absolutely smashed it if you're offering the 201 and some absolute scrub um then 201 and alan lazard then yeah you've <laughs> You've chopped it. Cool, sorry, yeah. Lazard. I don't. You're first guy that thought of. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lizard King. It's uh, unfortunate, Lazard. But yeah, that that brings us to the end of the show where we've discussed some of the key players from this week's action, while analysing it from a dynasty perspective. So, I pass it back to you, Nelly, for uh, now, Ali, for some final uh, thoughts on today's show. Yes, an important week. Uh, the regular fancy season is in the books for most leagues. It's honestly, it's gone so fast this year. And just judging by my Twitter timeline today, 
In fact, every single person has, has made the playoffs with every single one of the teams. <laughs> so it's, I mean, unbelievable. It's congrat- I have to say congratulations to everybody. Uh, it's got to be some fantasy miracle. But but yeah, just honestly, if, thinking about the teams that have missed the playoffs, if you have got a team that's missed the playoffs, then I think now is a really important time just to have a recap of your season. And don't just leave the team and just come back to it in a few weeks or months. Take, take lessons away from what went wrong this year. I know I'm certainly going to do that in our wildcard t- league. Um, and just think about <laughs> how you can adjust heading into next season um, and then evaluate what went right and just see see if there's a key component and that you can apply into your next draft process, whether it be the next rookie draft 2022 or an- another startup. Um, and then while your opponents who made the playoffs, they're going to be focusing on the waivers and just trying to win their next matchup. Just start by looking into the 2022 rookie class if you haven't already. Um, but just getting an early advantage over the pack, it's always advisable in my eyes. Um, and then finally, I do think this this season's playoffs are going to require a little bit more luck than usual. Um, unfortunately, COVID is once again running wild for the NFL with more and more players added to the COVID reserve list every day. Uh, certainly can be devastating to to work this hard to get here and then your key players suddenly miss your crunch matchup. So it's going to require some, some good to win championships. So I just want to say, Good luck to everybody. Yeah, some of the shouts on Twitter have been outrageous. I'm going to have to do a, a thread. I think showing my dynasty results to give full transparency for me. I don't believe everything I see. Um, I've seen 70% banded around quite a lot um, <laughs> today. So that seems to be the new benchmark of being a fantasy legend. I'm sure some people are at 70%, but yeah, I, I kind of find it hard to buy uh, that, that everybody's at 70% because it's not possible. Um, yeah, I think as much as we like to think the best team wins the, the ship in playoffs, it's probably less than 50% that that actually happens. So my best advice is just to try and get as many teams in as many high seeds as possible, get the bye weeks for the one less game and just try to get a bit of luck to win the ship because it's, you, you can have great teams, but you need the luck at the right time. Anybody can get beat on any given Sunday. And then just on a personal note, should be a cracking game in my semi-final with Matt this week. Um, we're not those saddos playing uh, playoffs, uh, finishing the season at week 13. This is a 10-team league, so we have played a full 14 weeks. There's just no um, no wild card round as such. It's straight into the semis. Um, I beat him in the semi last year when, we, uh, when Matt made the playoffs and sold all his uh, players. He traded them all to the champ, but... He's made a really positive trade this week. He's picked up Hurts, Chubb and Hollywood. So he's the favourite to do with this year. And if he does, fair play to him for playing to win this season. Um, but enough of the stick. I'll finish on a, a positive note and just say to to get well soon to Matt and um, yeah, help you yeah. keep crushing it. FFCC, Warrior Ball, but just not in the Devil League that you're in with me. <laughs> yeah, get better soon, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> So to the listeners, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Wildcard and join us on our next show, which will drop next Tuesday, the 21st of December, where we'll be recapping all the key talking points from week 15, which should be the start of your fantasy playoffs. And yeah, just thank you once again. Have a good one and we'll see you soon. When you have the wild card, you have the power to change the game.